0: What happens when common sense is common, but just not helpful? What happens when social standards and thought processes leave you stuck? It's time for a new way of thinking. It's time for divergent sense. Divergent means different, varying, or dissimilar. Divergent sense is taking a different look at something to gain a fresh perspective and having viewpoints that are dissimilar to that which we know as common. This podcast was created to offer alternative opinions on topics ranging from life's everyday challenges all the way through much more complex topics as well. So join us here in our digital domain as we do our best to help life make sense, or should we say, divergent sense. Well, welcome back.
1: We're... Discussing with Bishop Bill right now and his multiple beverages. Beverage Bill maybe is a better term. I need to stay hydrated, Ben. Yes. I. Yeah, and they are confirmed to be nothing salacious and only for hydrating purposes. So that's,
2: right. that's fine.
1: You. Now, my wife is here, so that's got me a little bit thrown off my game. She was going to come in for two episodes on the depression update, but we said, you know what? We're talking about a good leadership topic here. Um, and so we said, well, let's go ahead and bring her in. I'm not prepared, right. uh, and so that might actually show up in in the uh, in in the depression topics. I, I you know I don't know. It's
2: okay. But I'm prepared.
1: You're always prepared. So we're going to be talking about unity versus agreement, uh, and so I'm just going to go in, probably leave the room, uh, take a take a break, smoke break something, and let let you and Dina. Uh, you, you're going to set yourself on fire, Ben. Well, He's I mean, I would meet oh, outside brisket. Oh that is a good idea mm yeah then you so I'm gonna look up some yes see everyone <laughs> likes it when you know when I leave for that purpose so I'm gonna go look for some recipes online if you'd all like to uh to 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 take it away
0: so you're talking about unity versus agreement, and I think that maybe the verses in that between those two words could derail us a little bit in a sense unity and agreement have similar meanings. Yes. But what we're really trying to get to is how do we keep unity when we don't agree? Is that part of what yes. you're, you're, you're my, introducing for us? Here? Yes. When,
1: my goal is to introduce topics that will derail the normal way of thinking mm,
0: and introduce the well divergent done. way of thinking. Well done. You like that? <laughs> well, you know, we're part of a faith community here, so we and we don't make any apologies for that. Uh, and so when we talk about unity and agreement, Um, you actually pulled up the scripture where Jesus in the garden basically said, I'd prefer not to do it this way. Right. But if this is the only way it could be done, not my will, yours be done. So what we see is maybe the first time in scripture that, that we have an indication that Jesus's will wasn't in complete alignment with his father's will, but he makes a choice. Yeah, to submit because he says your way is better, right? Right? So that in that sense he he comes into agreement, which allows there to be unity. Does that sound like what you were thinking when you jotted this down? Yes, exactly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was
1: it. Was the it was the whole thing? And I referenced Matthew twenty six forty two for anyone that wants to go biblical scholar on it. Uh, And it 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 says, "My Father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it." And then I highlighted, may your will be done, your will being the will of the Father and not the will of Jesus in that immediate time, because, well, I yeah. mean, yeah. no, that's not going to be anyone's will. Let's just be right. honest No, you,
0: to go through that. And some of it was, it's preference, right? I would prefer not to, but I'm willing to. Uh, the idea of unity, we do get that a little confused, I think. Can we have unity without having uniformity?
2: I would Ooh. say that you can't have those two things together. That's you cool. actually can't be unified if you're already uniform because everything's the same. Unity in and of itself is the connection without uniformity and without complete agreement necessarily so that people come together and do things as a unit and as a group for a more powerful uh, you know, end goal. And you can't have that if everyone's already just aligned in the same way and no one is willing to push back or to question or to throw things out there because then you're not getting the best plan altogether anyway.
0: I I totally agree with that in the sense, and the idea of unity, with a music background, sometimes I try to think in terms that unity is different than unison. Mm -hmm. Um, What makes a symphony beautiful is not that everyone is playing the exact thing in unison, but they are playing the same song, they're playing the same piece, they're playing in the same key, in the same time signature, uh, that th- there, there's unity, but their diversity of instrument sounds, and layers and so forth is what makes it beautiful to listen to, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think sometimes people, this whole thing of unity, they think, well, for us to have unity, it means we have to agree a hundred percent, right? I don't know that I've ever agreed a hundred percent with anybody. No. And that's just me being contrarian sometimes. But I, it's like, oh, I no, think you I'm, wouldn't do that. I think I'm agreeing with you hundred percent. I'm going to step back and reevaluate. It, it's, I think that. You don't grow, you don't even involve your own critical thinking skills if you just swallow things and go and party line everything. Right. Um,
2: Well, we seek uniformity because we don't want to be vulnerable. We ask everyone to be the same so that there is no tension, that there is no ambiguity and space between that we have to moderate in addition to seeking the goal. Yes. And it just kind of quells the internal emotional pieces so we don't have to deal with all of that. Yep. And so we, can ju- we tend to just push on other people to be uniform so that we're not bothered or inconvenienced by right. the space between that's not there.
0: That's exactly right. I, I have dealt with churches, faith communities for years, as well as businesses and organizations, and, and er- all of them have a tendency to have their own version of a cookie cutter, Right. Right, I just aged myself, didn't I? Does anybody use cookie cutters anymore? It, it, anyway, it's a pre-shaped mold. <laughs> a cookie what? Yes. A pre-shaped mold, right, that you oh. press into the dough. And I've found that many organizations, churches included, have built one of those, and they just want everyone to be stamped with it. We all look the same. We all say the same. We all are the same. Um, to your point. The Stepford it's Wives to, of the kingdom. Kind of. It's like, that's funny. To, to uh, actually... <laughs> Reduce issues that we don't want to deal with, right? Um,
2: well, and typically, what are those issues? They're emotions.
0: Emotions, yes.
2: They're things that people are dealing with, and we we downplay. And even in faith communities, we oftentimes assign sin to emotions when they're really just our radar and our guide to tell us what's going on. Yeah. And we want to get rid of the thing. We want to get rid of the signals, right?
0: Yeah. Instead right. Well, of the yeah.
2: actual problems.
0: Yeah, because emotions. All right. Are, I have to leave. She said the e word. <laughs> we're going to get to that in the no. next session. The, the issue of emotions, we tend to just lump them all together. But there are some emotions we would identify as positive emotions, that we enjoy them. There will be other emotions that we might say maybe get cast a little more negatively because they're painful or they indicate pain or they're harder to cope with or more awkward in a setting maybe. Um, but the real issue is emotions are part of how we're made right and, and so it it can't be sinful to have emotion mm-hmm. um, God knows our physiology and he knows our psychology he made us so he made and- us with emotional responses it's a matter of how we how we deal with those right how we how we process through them how we recognize what they're telling mm-hmm. us uh, and rather than ignoring them I think in faith communities we've often been taught just don't feel that way Oh, absolutely. Right. I and, feel this. Well, don't feel that
2: way. Yeah, that's not that's not the way that this works and we we push those away and oftentimes that comes along with this, you know, reduction of the relational and you know, f- really for lack of a better word, more feminine experience of leadership in the relational, the, nutri- the nurture, mm-hmm. the growth and the the building up because emotions are associated with that, they're looked at as scary, irrational, unpredictable, uncontrollable and therefore bad. which is really bad logic because if you go back to even the scripture that you started with about jesus in the garden before not my will but yours be done what was he doing
0: oh he was emoting big time he
2: was sweating blood yeah yeah Like you talk about the most intense extreme emotional expression no one would call that a good emotional experience Mm -mm. but even as you look at the life of jesus his most powerful things came after a really great emotional output. Yes. And that was part of the process that pushed him into the next phase.
0: No doubt. In fact, the, the, a phrase that comes out a lot in the Gospels, he was moved with compassion and he healed them. And it's, it's an interesting thing. His, even though he was tired, even though in and of himself he may have said, I don't want to walk in this crowd. I want to go over here and recharge, which uh-huh. he did do that. It was important. But the compassion, his emotional connection to these people superseded his personal preferences in a moment. And that's, that's by definition, an emotional response, yes?
2: Yeah. And he, did, he didn't skip the weeping before he raised Lazarus. He knew what he was going to do.
0: Absolutely. But he
2: didn't skip the emotional expression and the outpouring of his humanity.
0: Yeah. And I think as we talk about unity and agreement, emotions become a part of things, but I think maybe another underlying tone here is when we believe in the mission or the goal or the higher ability to accomplish something that matters more than all of our personal preferences, I am a part of an organization that what part of it's coming together was this, this question, what could we accomplish if we don't care who gets the credit? And it, and that I was all in at the moment. I heard that statement because that's a very kingdom principle. Mm -hmm. And ultimately Um, we can find unity, even if we don't agree a hundred percent with everything, or I might have done it this way, maybe that it's all about reevaluating our preferences, what we think we ought to do in light of what, what could we do if we can come into unity about this and we can each bring our own strengths and our own, uh, elements to it rather than insist that it's our way or no way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 You know, here, uh, in, in, in the church that we're involved in now, um, it's, it's, I have the, a role, and we've, we've mentioned this several times, I'd oversee our technical arts stuff, all, all of our, our audio, our lighting, uh, and what we call CG, our, our lyrics, um, and and uh, notes, and different things that go along with the supportive aspects of, of the message. All right, so this is what I do. There are so many different things that I would do differently, but it doesn't really fit here. So you kind of just go with the culture. So that's the part that I'd just kind of check at the door and I don't really you know it doesn't matter that that's the part where I want to do what is best for the vision and the mission and not what I would naturally do if I was tasked with the responsibility if they said all right Ben come up with a way to do this okay well n- now you've given me the responsibility right all right so I'm we're not doing it my way all right that's fine maybe my way is not the best I know that's shocking. For anyone that knows me, <laughs> to hear just, those words come out of my mouth.
0: May I just say, I, I just had a very proud, emotional moment. There you go. What with the E-word, man? <laughs> so a tear away. <laughs> okay. Everyone, yes. It's a tough absolutely. crowd. Absolutely. It's a tough
1: crowd. Wow. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so, well, we have plenty of stuff for the next episode on, <laughs> on depression. So. Uh, but, yeah, so that – that, but it didn't start that way either because I'm like, sure. no, it, it for me to be involved, for me to do what I'm doing – i have to uh i have to do what i know to do because that's what's safe mm-hmm. uh and i was not in a place to not be safe uh when, when i started here it was so that what what we wound up doing was scaling back tremendously what i was doing and yeah. it was like i mean it was like just uh you know ba- baby little swell baby spoon you know uh getting getting started um and just not, little, not
0: unlike your new position in your job.
1: uh, very yeah, very similar cuz you want um, to bring
0: people along, not drag them in, along and have them fall off. Yes. I right. was
1: part of that same process <laughs> uh and as opposed to, to conducting that process.
0: So, but anyway,
1: yeah, so that's I mean, and that was the big uh emphasis that I that I had for um this episode anyway was to um talk about the the uni- unison versus unity. And I've never considered the musical application before, but I really do like that because everyone's submitting to the same tempo. They're submitting to the same key. They're submitting to the same arrangement. They're submitting to the same conductor. They all have their own parts. Um, so, But not everyone's playing the same note. It Unison doesn't show up a lot in music. Mm. I mean, it does occasionally with vocals, but it's usually kind of an accent line or an accent run. Right. They'll drop into It's Unity like a lead bra- guitar yeah. solo. And Every now away. and in, Yep. 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 So anyway, so there's a lot that you could expound on with that analogy and carry carry the thought even, you know, to another level. But I just wanted to, you know, tag in my 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 meager contribution to the topic. Mm.
2: Well, and that's something that when you're looking at the process of becoming unified with people, especially if you are not in one of the leadership positions or if you have kind of a mid range, I think that may even be harder is when you're in a mid range position one of the most effective tools that i use as a visual is this balance you know scale that balances the authority and responsibility of any situation right. and we have to have these processes internally when we don't agree with what's going on we have to be willing to challenge ourselves before anybody else even needs to challenge us and yeah. say okay so when it comes down to it if it's this we go with the composer and the you know the music metaphor what's my line here and what is my actual job which is to play my instrument and my line the way that i'm supposed to do it the whole orchestra is not rising and falling on me i don't have the authority right. or the responsibility right it's not if my it orchestra. all burns yeah. yeah no one's going to blame the cello player no, right? right the one person so who cello, exactly. is there yeah and when if you're a
1: cello player please email bill licky yeah, <laughs> you can do it but i will not respond
2: if one person is is fighting to get some additional authority or ability to make calls and for things to go their way without being willing or without the position of taking the full responsibility it's exploitive in nature mm-hmm. yeah. always yeah because those have to remain balanced in every area. So we take our parts and we say, I have the authority and the responsibility for the role that I'm playing. And if someone who has a greater responsibility than I do tells me to do something else, well, they also have the authority. And I also have the ability, if things are going awry, to say, this really is not my orchestra anymore. And I think that I need to play somewhere else. Those are our options, right? Those are are
0: choices that that we get to make. I think it's interesting, when I was... Working with students and working with um, college students as well as high school, and so forth. One of the ways is we raised up leaders. Mm-hmm. One of the big tests for me was when they were giving a response, given a responsibility. Did they represent what we were doing and trying to accomplish, or did they substitute their own plan? And there's a difference between having your own way of doing things or your unique skill set. In general, are you willing to be on board with where we're trying to go rather than saying, I know that everybody else does this, but I'm gonna do this. That was always a a little bit of a caution for me uh, and an opportunity for me to continue to work with that person, help them better understand what it is we're trying to do uh, and how we're going there, that we're open to different ways of getting there. But if we ask you to stand up in front of the group or take a responsible here in this meeting, be representative of what we've agreed that we're doing. Um, And I think that that's another thing of unity. So like if I'm in a meeting here, I'm one of the elders here, and uh, some places you have to have unanimous agreement to make any decision. That is not our structure. Mm -hmm. Our structure is a majority. But there is a commitment, if we're going to serve in this role, that even if what I think we should do is not what the majority agrees to do, I now come into agreement and will represent the decision as ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I won't say I will not represent it in a conversation as, well, I didn't want to do it this way, but all those other guys decided right. to do they it, so decided. I just I went along. Yeah, that's that yeah, we decided. That's not the unity element, right? Mm-hmm. What I'm really emphasizing is my lack of agreement, right? Right. Yeah. So there yeah. there is that issue of, uh, finding the it, the big picture here. Let's throw the S word out. Let's just let's just that's this, my favorite. The S word. Everybody just oh. panicked. People oh. puckered. Submission. This oh.
2: didn't surprise me as a woman. Yeah,
0: okay, of course. But it has nothing to do submit. with that to me. Uh, it, I feel like that word is gender neutral, and I'll tell you why I feel yes. that way. Because Jesus modeled it in the very scripture that we just talked about. He demonstrated yes. submission of his own preference to what was a better plan. And through his relational connection to his father, he he chose to submit. Now, in our household, it's really funny. I, I have, we practice something that I call functional authority. There you go. Uh, and by that, I mean, here's my perfect example. I'm involved in our finances. I, I know what's happening. I know the decisions that we're making. Mm-hmm. But because we want the data entry elements required to pay our bills and do these things, we, want, we don't want those to hiccup. Right. My wife becomes the authority, and <laughs> I submit to her. yes. Authority in that regard. That's when you become the assistant to the regional manager. I'm just here, (laughs) you know. If you need me, yeah, right. But but if you if you put that on me, we could be in financial jeopardy. Right. Because it's not that I want to be in financial jeopardy, but spreadsheets make my eyes cross. I I I love spreadsheets. I'm I'm no good. She does too. She Mm. loves them. So I submit to her functional authority. This is what she does well. Right. And so I'm not going to be standing there insisting. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. I'm going to be in charge of this. I've been around people who that is how they live. I, right. don't, I don't get it. That's exhausting. Well, but before the famous scripture that everybody likes to quote, wives, submit yourselves to your husband." Oh, life. boy. That's the one everybody likes to pound on the table and do. The verse right before that says that we're to submit to one another. Yeah. It's, it's a mutual submission mm-hmm. so that the greater plans and purposes of the Lord can be served. So the whole idea of unity an agreement, I can be in unity even if I might do it differently or even if I might think there's a different way. And I promise you, I always think there's a different way. It's how yeah. my brain works. But I choose. When I've been asked to speak, uh, which I just did this weekend, even though Ben told me I needed to shut up.
1: Hey, man, listen, is getting <laughs> it ticking on me it a little bit. It's getting terribly from, personal. From the
0: pulpit, I can feel it. It's terribly personal. I should have
1: put my name beside the
0: points. I mm, mean, well, I did have them there, but I removed them so that everybody else would think <laughs> that you. was for them. Thank you. The the issue of when I step up there, I am not the senior pastor of this church. Mm-hmm. It is not my role to act like I am. Right. Therefore, there are my the tone of messages I bring, the topics even of messages I bring are going to be representative of my role. I've been asked to be a support role in that regard. So I don't assume that because I have the pulpit and I have the mic that it's Festivus
1: <laughs> and it's time for the airing of grievances, you know, right? I mean, that, yes. I
0: don't do that. I, I, I'm, I want to represent our culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've even worked hard on the way I structure my notes and my delivery to seem as familiar to people as possible so it feels seamless Yes. so that when I'm speaking, they can at least get a hint or some semblance that it sounds like who they're used to listening to. Absolutely. And that's a choice, right? Um, because I, I value the unity, and I believe in what we're doing. So even if I thought I had a better way of doing it, I'm willing to submit to that because I want to be a part of what we're doing. So the whole unity versus agreement, can you have unity even if you disagree? I think you can, as long as we make the choice that we're, we're both wanting the best outcomes here. Uh, for Deborah and I, we came to a place a long time ago. It wasn't about who was right and who was wrong. We stopped keeping score because I figured out as a young knucklehead that if I win, I lose. If it's a win-lose, it's a lose-lose.
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: so we boiled it down to this. It's not about who's right or who's wrong in this. What's the truth? If we can get to what what the issue actually is, if we can get to that, doesn't matter. If we can get to the truth. We can find freedom. We can continue with the goal. So once we came into unity and an agreement on that, uh, I, it made a huge impact in how our relational dynamic. So that we stopped. We we tore down the scoreboard.
2: Well, and what you just highlighted there with that story is. You know, my counselor brain wants to put feet on the ground for people listening. Like, well, how do you build unity among a group that has such different opinions? And your first steps and ways of doing that is building the the agreed process before Mm -hmm. there's a topic to address. So you said we stepped back as this meta process of stepping back and saying, listen, these are what our values are. These are what's most important. What do we all agree on that's the most important thing to lead us all? Mm -hmm. And when our opinions don't align together, but we all believe they align with our main mission, what is the process we're all going to submit to that we're going to agree upon now that when we reach the end of it, we will come into unity because we've done it the way that is honorable and a way that we have all decided is the right way to do it. So when you have a process agreement and everyone submits that process, but you have to do it before you're in a mess. You have <laughs> oh, so, to do so it. You can't do it inside of it if you don't already so have it. It's not going to go well, even if you're trying to create that. You can't build the plane while it's flying.
0: Well, I can tell you this. I have I have been dropped into, uh, I thought of my, I felt like a pararescue uh, guy in a couple of organizations over the years that they were damaged, things did not go well, train wreck, and I was parachuted in to do Write the ship or whatever the words could be. And sounds lovely. Oh, it it trust me when I tell you it is not, Yes. but knew that this was something I was supposed to, do or I wouldn't have agreed to it. But the first thing I had to do once I got, you mentioned boots on the ground was say timeout. And this is everything that you thought this was all about pause. And then I spent a year getting to know people, affirming people, loving on people, helping them get well, helping them redefine what a leader looks like uh, and that they were not my minions. They were not a means to my end, that we had a higher purpose that we all want to see happen. And as people began to get well, get healed, suddenly I began to get buy-in. I even had one uh, young couple, the, the, the man who had been volunteering with website stuff and with uh, building the presentations for the weekends, uh, mm-hmm. make a statement to someone else. He didn't say it to me. I just overheard it. He said, I would rather, and he was being paid for that under the previous regime. Um, it was a, he was doing it totally as a volunteer. And I said, I would rather do this for free for him than for pay for what we had before.
1: Mm-hmm. When I
0: heard that, I thought, okay, we're on the right track. People are buying into what we can do. And my role as a leader now, I, but you have to hit the reset because you cannot get all of that in the midst of a mess. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can't do it. So you have to, <laughs> you either have to hit pause or you've got to first say, let's, let's get well, let's deal with the mess. Mm-hmm. Let's get get through this mess and then let's reboot.
2: And even in that process of submission, I'm thinking about a group that I was working with and it was a, a group of leaders of an organization and they were equal leaders and one was in a place and needed a sabbatical and in the process i was working with the group and and i'll tell you these were these were mid 20 something so this will be even more impressive but i'll never forget one of them sitting in the meeting and saying one of the things that i want to say before we get started is that while there have been some difficulties and one person is not here because of that i think it's very important we say out loud that that person needs to be represented in this meeting and that is our job as the people who are still here and doing this role because they are not gone permanently right, right. and so this protection of the system and of doing things right of taking care of those who, as leaders making sure that the process is right for those who are leading, right? Mm, yep. That we are bearing that and metabolizing that burden, that as stress comes we're not pushing it back on to other people, yep. but that we have the ability to absorb and metabolize. It's, it's what leaders do. Yep. If there's just one thing that I would say leaders do, that's what it is. We absorb the issues and metabolize them instead of pushing them on other people, right?
0: That's what healthy leadership does, Dina. I would agree with you. And I would also lament to say that I haven't seen a lot of it. Agreed. Uh, and, but, it, but it needs to be the goal. Healthy what? Healthy <laughs> leadership. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's a matter to me, when we talk about this, can we, can we find, have unity even if we don't 100% agree on everything? I would say yes. Does it require effort? Yes. Does it require everyone to, on some level, submit to the processes agreed upon? which is what you've touched on, that we believe that this matters and we all want to be a part of it and we agree that this is the process that we feel can help us get there, then that allows us that even if maybe we disagree here or disagree there to not become derailed and we can see that we might even actually we get a little further down and go, you know what, that was the right decision. I completely agree with that now with hindsight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. So I think... That's an important thing for us. Dina, man, thanks for being here today. Yeah. I really appreciate it. It's enjoy- I mean, I love Ben. Don't get me wrong.
1: <laughs> we all know He's where great. the preferences lie. We,
0: I love Ben. Ben is awesome, and I enjoy doing this with Ben. But this has been a great discussion. I, most of the topics we cover here on the podcast... Uh, We take a little different look at it. Uh, They're almost always far too broad to be (laughs) dealt with in one episode. But we appreciate you tuning in. Hope you'll come back. Next week's going to be great. Thank you for listening to Divergent Sense. We don't just want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. And what topics you want us to speak on in the future. We've got plenty to say, but we want to say what you need to hear. What we all need to hear. So do the world a favor and email those requests to contact at divergentsense.com. And remember, when it comes to your way of thinking, just because it's different doesn't make it wrong. And just because it's common doesn't make it right.